Hello, welcome to He's Hot, but something's off with me, just Joey T. I literally just spent 30 minutes fiddling with the camera that I used to record the video version of this podcast, followed by on YouTube and Spotify, plug, um, because I couldn't get the autofocus to work. I've got a slightly fancy camera that I bought for my YouTube stuff, and I was filming a lot more YouTube stuff. And it's a camera that I use uh, whenever I am filming anything at home now. And yeah, the autofocus wasn't working and it was something stupid. So there you go. I've also been fighting with the audio for this podcast. I hope none of you have noticed. But uh, when I go into and, and do the editing on my computer with the audio, I've been having to fiddle with it a lot. So I'm trying to do a bunch of uh, different settings on this um, podcast um, thingamajig that you see uh, I have on my table right here. But anyways, how are y'all doing today? It's been pretty warm in Los Angeles. Well, it's not honestly that warm on the grand scheme of things. It was 90 today, and 90 is actually not that bad. I usually run cold, so um, when it's mid-high 70s outside, if I'm not doing like exercise or running around or anything like that, that's actually like the ideal temperature for me. If it's not in the 80s, like I wouldn't want to go lay by the pool or I wouldn't want to go to the beach because, you know, when I'm just wearing a bathing suit, it just gets too cold. But it was 90 today and it's actually a pretty pleasant. It's been fairly warm. We did have June gloom, which is pretty typical in Los Angeles where you get a cloudy start to the day and the temperatures are a little bit cold-ish relatively for June in Los Angeles. Yeah, but now that we're well into July, almost August, uh, it's been um, in the 80s pretty much every day for like the last few weeks. I think most of the U.S. has been uh, under some sort of heat warning or watch or whatever, but pretty seasonal for L.A. The thing, though, uh, the only thing that makes the heat uncomfortable is the gym that I go to, the AC has been broken since June, May or June of last year. Um, and they actually have a giant sign, like not kidding. They have a huge giant sign that's like two feet by three feet that I saw today that they put right at the entrance. So like the first thing you see when you walk through the door of the gym, you see this big, huge sign that's like propped up on like a stand. And it's the message that says, the landlord has been working on the AC since June 2022 and blah, 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 something about permits, blah, blah, blah. They suck, blah, blah, blah. It's like, how can you be running a gym in a warm climate and not have the AC working for like 14 months, which is like ridiculous. It, the other thing about that is they had the audacity like two or three months after the AC had broken down in like August or September last year, the AC had been broken for like a little while and they raised everybody's membership fees because of inflation. It's like, if your AC doesn't even work at the gym at the height of summer, don't go raising everyone's like membership fee when not everything in the gym even works properly, which is ridiculous. It's still not working. They have these big, huge industrial freestanding AC units like at a few places in the gym, that's actually been okay. It's two levels downstairs where um, all the uh, um, aerobics, um, treadmill, that type of machine is. It's pretty cool down there. But upstairs today, I guess the 
AC units that they brought in didn't quite do it because I remember um, leaving the gym and I'm usually upstairs uh, where the AC wasn't working that well today because all the weights and stuff is upstairs. I remember leaving the gym and when I walked outside, it was the same temperature or maybe cooler than it was inside in the locker room or upstairs where all the weights are, which is like ridiculous. Like if you could just, like, why go into the gym when it's warmer to work out there? Why not just like work out outside in the shade where like you get a nice breeze and there was no breeze. Like they put fans in there, but like the fans only hit like certain areas and stuff. So like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like why pay nearly a hundred dollars a month? That's how expensive this gym is. It's not an Equinox. I can't ever pay like, I don't know what the cost for Equinox is. It used to be like 200 bucks. I think it's probably like 250 or something now. I will not pay $250 for a gym. If you do it, that you do you. But for me, like I, I can't invest in that much money in the gym every single month. But I'm thinking when I was leaving the gym today, if they, if they can't fix the AC, honestly, it's been 14 months I haven't fixed it. I should just go to a different gym. If I go to, what is it? Um, there, there's like another, I don't know, like LA Fitness or something. I think it's like half the price. It's probably like 40 or 50 bucks a month. With the 50 or $40 I save every month, I can use that to pay for like the gas and insurance and the wear and tear on my car to just drive to like a gym that's further away where the AC probably works. Like it just works. So yeah. Um, it was a little difficult today to work out uh, because I was like all sweaty and everyone was sweaty. And like I mentioned before, you know, when I'm working out, I'm usually not in like the most jolliest of mood, you know, like you're tired and everything. Yeah. So uh, that wasn't fun for me today. Decent workout, but you know, like how can your gym have, how can the ACB broken for that long? Anyways, um, one thing I struggle with, or just completely changing topics now, one thing I've struggled with, well, not just besides the heat at the gym, uh, is acne. And I wanted to talk about this for a while because for like the last few weeks, for like a month now, I'd gone off dairy because I was watching a video on YouTube by um, a couple of like uh, dermatologists. And they said that there's research showing that whey um, protein, which is type of dairy protein, causes, has been shown to cause acne in some people. And because I work out so much, I take a lot of whey protein. Most protein powders you get are whey protein. And I've had whey protein for like so many years, but with this news that, hey, all this protein powder that I'm drinking, maybe that's what could be making my acne worse or causing it, I decided to completely take out dairy from my diet for a while just to see if it makes any difference to my acne. And I think my acne is mostly going away. I have to say mostly, and I have to put like a question mark on the end of that, because I just realized yesterday that um, I had last week ate a protein bar, which I usually don't eat, but I was honestly just eating this protein bar, and it wasn't until yesterday that I remembered, oh, there's like a ton of whey in that protein bar. That's how they make their protein bars. So yeah, um, I was buying this like vegan protein powder because I still need to have some sort of protein shake for like before I go to the gym or just to supplement. And protein, vegan protein is kind of 
expensive. Like you can get whey protein anywhere for like pretty cheap. If you go to like the CVS or like a grocery store, you get like the vegan like pea or brown rice, whatever protein. That stuff is expensive. It comes in this like tiny little tub. But I found a place online that sells it um, in like bigger bags for like pretty much the same price as like the way that you can get. Yeah. And I also went off cheese uh, as well. I don't usually eat a lot of cheese, but lately I've been really into uh, making uh, toasted uh, bagel sandwiches at home. So it will be like a multi-grain um, everything bagel. And then I'll toast it. And I'll throw a couple slices of uh, mozzarella cheese on top, uh, let it melt, and then I'll put like slices of turkey or beef or whatever. So I've been doing that for like a little while. So I got rid of all the cow milk as well. So I've got like almond milk and soy milk and oat milk and all that stuff now to like uh, do my lattes with for my coffee or to eat cereal with or whatever. So I think my acne is actually honestly getting better i've struggled so much with acne and i'm like not 18 anymore and yeah so it's weird because i've seen a couple of different dermatologists about my acne before one that i saw um that i just found on yelp uh because i didn't have like a, a reference or a connection or anything supposedly really highly rated on yelp but like let me tell you this bitch this is back in san francisco but i don't remember who it is uh, or like what exact um office it was but like she came in she took like half a look at me and she kind of had like a semi-cam response for like things i should do and not do um and it just felt very much like you didn't even really like look at my face and you kind of sort of had me figured out already um and that was the hunch that i had um and now looking back on it honestly the things that she told me to do would not have helped at all um, so anyways, and then, uh, there's this dermatologist that I have been kind of going to here in Los Angeles, mainly to get Botox and we'll get into the Botox thing later. And one time when I went to, uh, get Botox and I just also mentioned like, Oh, um, can you help take a look at my acne as well? And he's like, sure. So he prescribed me this. Uh, retinol, which is like uh, something I would want to use anyways, and it's like a really good one actually. Um, and I've been using that. Um, but yeah, but for me, it's like I can be using all this like acne product stuff, you know, like uh, it's like retinol or like benzoyl peroxide, all these things that you see like uh, on the drugstore shelf that's supposed to be for your acne, all these things you hear. Um, and a lot of these are things that are recommended, quote unquote, by doctors as well. But for me, my acne kind of sort of has no rhyme or rhythm, I've noticed, right? Like, I can be using, like, all the stuff, or I can be, like, uh, using nothing, and, like, I still break out. But I think it could be the dairy, that's it, because I've been off of it for four weeks now, and my skin is significantly more clear. And if it just means, you know, not drinking cow milk and not having cheese and not having, like, the whey protein, like, there are substitutes for those things that I found, and, like... I've not missed regular cow milk and I've not missed drinking the whey protein powder. Like the vegan stuff is like, it's just, it's just like a protein shake. I just chug it. You know, it doesn't really make any difference to me. And I really don't eat cheese that much to really miss the cheese. I found at Trader Joe's, they make a vegan version of mozzarella and I've been using that in my bagel sandwiches. And honestly, like it tastes pretty good. So um, luckily for me, um, I'm not like, addicted to like ice cream or 
cheese or things like that. So it's actually been like painless to switch over to the vegan non-dairy version of things, except for that protein bar that I need to throw away all those protein bars now. I recently have a friend who I guess he just got board certified as a dermatologist. And he actually works as a like fully licensed dermatologist uh, down in uh, Laguna Beach, uh, which is like hour and a half, two hour drive or something like that from L.A. And I actually want to like go to see him and like get his opinion. Like I will drive the two hours down to the O.C. to see a doctor that I actually know and therefore trust instead of like going to like some random quote unquote highly rated uh, doctor or whatever on Yelp. Um, that's like down the block from me. So made appointment with him in August. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go down and get uh, his take on that. I'm, I might need some Botox. Actually, on that issue of Botox, um, I did used to get Botox regularly, like every four months or so, starting like uh, in like 2018 or 2019, back when I was in San Francisco. And when the pandemic kicked in, obviously, like no one was doing anything. But like, once I was able to, I think I got back on it. Uh, but since I decided to quit my day job in December, I was like, you know what? That's not really a necessary thing. So I stopped doing it. I'm not old enough to really have like the deep lines on my forehead. So I stopped doing uh, the Botox. And yeah, just one of the things that I've cut, it was kind of sort of like a little bit of a luxury to have the Botox. The thing is, um, the Botox... Um, the skin on your forehead, and that's where most people get it when they start getting Botox, that skin is very, very thin, and it hurts to get the Botox injected there. So when I first started, um, they offer you to do the numbing cream. That's how Botox works, right? It's just a needle of the Botox, and they poke it into, like, I guess where all the lines are. But usually most places will offer you a numbing cream that you put on, like a moisturizer. You just put it onto the forehead, and they let it sit for like 15, 20 minutes. It numbs your skin a little bit, not a ton, so that the Botox doesn't hurt so much. So when I first started, I was like, yes, give me the numbing cream. Um, but near the end, like the last few times I've gotten it, I was like, just go in there and just do it. Let's just get it over with. And it's, you get used to it like a little bit and it's like not that bad. But yeah, I haven't been getting the Botox um, since I don't have the day job. Uh, on the topic of the day job, Last week's episode, I categorically went on record on this podcast and said that I was ready to go back to, like, a corporate 9-to-5 job. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not. Um, it's, it's very, it's very, um, it's, it's, it's it up in here in my brain. It's very up and down, in and out. Um, what I say one minute could be completely false and wrong the next. Um, I don't think I'm ready to go back to like the nine to five. Um, I've been doing more research into like, you know, some of the side hustles that I have that I'm working on and also more into like starting my own business. I think, um, something that I've been uh, working on the last week or so that seems to be helping is, um, and I mentioned this a little bit on last week's podcast as well, is not giving myself such a hard time for not having that stereotypical day job and not just 
making myself kind of feel bad in my head. It's all internal. So I've been like doing some things to get my mindset to be in a more optimistic, positive place. And also while I'm researching some of the things I'm doing for like this business, I'm trying to start also for the side hustles, just hearing other people's experiences, trying to do the same thing you're doing. For me, it was very much um, what I needed. It was basically being able to convince myself that, hey, like other people have gone through it and this is how it went for them. And like, they've been successful. I feel like I just need to be um, almost delusionally confident in myself to do something that up until now I've cast it off as literally a side hustle. Like this is something you do on the side of a proper job, you know, and not something you should depend on for like any significant amounts of income. So I've kind of sort of turned that around for myself. And yeah, I don't, I just can't, let's talk about, let's talk about corporate for a while. Um, like working in like a corporate office, nine to five. I did that for like 12 years. So been there, done that. Am I never going to go back to the nine to five? Never say never. You know, like I mentioned last week, if like the right job with like the right kind of organization comes along, I'm not going to just say no. I like I'll probably look into it. The most annoying thing. Well, one of the annoying things for me is having to like make small talk with your office co-workers. My manager had every week a meeting with all of his directs, everybody that reported to him. He had a meeting for all of us like every Monday morning. By the way, don't schedule a 9 a.m. meeting or earlier with anyone on your team and don't schedule a meeting beyond like 4 o'clock. Anyways, this meeting was like 9 a.m. on a Monday, which sucks. But to kick off the meeting, he always wanted to make everyone talk about what they did for the weekend. This was Monday morning. The weekend had just ended. So everyone is like, oh, I... My husband and our kids, we went to like the park and we like fished for ducks in the pond or whatever. Or like, oh, look, we are like, um, we're renovating our house and uh, we just picked like paint colors for the kitchen or the nursery or something. And it comes around to me and I can't just tell them, I was just, I just went to like three circuit parties with a bunch of like shirtless gay guys. Like, I can't say that. So every time they came to me, I was just like, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't do that much. I just had a relaxing weekend. I think when I first started that job, I tried to like almost semi make up some things or I just maybe just even mention some of the chores and errands and stuff that I did because my life is very different from that of like your stereotypical straight person. I am not picking colors for the nursery. I'm not going to the park with my kids. I am partying. And the thing is, everyone that was in that meeting, they were like family people. I think everyone had was like married. They were all straight. And like, I think they all had kids. So everyone had that to bond over. But for me, it's like, I can't just say like, yeah, I was like sniffing poppers and like in an orgy with five people. Like, I can't say that, obviously, in a meeting. So it was very kind of annoying for me. And me, when I was a, when I'm a manager, I kind of make it a point not to ask about people's personal lives unless it was like needed for some business purpose. 
even when people ask me for like vacation or time off, I'd be like, yeah, just go. Like, I don't care if you're taking the time off to like film porn. I don't care if you're taking the time off to like do whatever, like do whatever you want on, on your time off is your time off. It's not my time off. I will approve it. You can just go. I'm never going to ask questions about that. So that was like one of the annoying things that this person did is like every Monday morning, he would spend like 10 minutes. We would go around. Everyone would spend like two or three minutes talking about like the stupidly boring lives that they have. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. And then it got around to me. I was like, no, I didn't do anything. And then that was it. And then there was always like a short bit of silence after I eventually at the end, I just gave up. I was like, I didn't do anything. I just, I was just, I chilled at home. I just had to lie because like, I just couldn't tell them what I really, really did. Some weekends I'm just at home and not doing anything. But other weekends it's like, I can't tell you about the parties and the trips that I go to. It's not work appropriate. HR would get paged in here so fast. Yeah, but I've worked in corporate for 12 years. And this is the first time that I think I had this issue. But this, I've been... I've been gay my whole life and I've been going to parties and traveling to all these events and stuff like that for seven or eight years now. This is the first time that it's kind of been like annoying at the job I had before that, all the other jobs I've had, it hasn't been a problem because I think most managers learn pretty quickly. Like, and like especially nowadays, you know, uh, most managers kind of sort of, they need to know that not everybody is like straight and is married with like a wife or husband and has kids and just do like the stereotypical heteronormative type lifestyle. But yeah, that was a that was a meeting I hated and it was one of but that wasn't the reason I quit the job. By the way, there were like other reasons I didn't like that manager. But um yeah. So I don't think I'm ready for I I don't think I can go back to like the regular nine to five office. Even though I was working remotely, like you still have to do those meetings. Um, I do like, you know, running a team and, you know, setting the strategy for like, you know, the, the work itself I like, but yeah, I think just having to like basically be beholden to a corporation that honestly doesn't love you and they just want to make money, you know, like every for-profit company is out there to make money. I talked about this before, but I don't think I'm ready for that. So... Yeah, when I go back to Vancouver next week uh, to visit uh, my family and my mom, um, my mom's going to ask again, like, oh, like, uh, are, are you still, she's not shading me and she's not, she's not asking it in like a, uh, in a way that like puts me down or anything. It's just like really innocent, you know, uh, but I went back in December of last year. This was right before I quit. And then I was, and then I told them, I was like, oh, I'm going to quit my job. Every time that I've given my family updates on my job before, it's always been, I got a promotion or I got a new job and I have a bigger paycheck. So this was the first time last December where it was like, oh, I'm quitting my job because I don't want to be there anymore. And then I went back um, early this year and obviously they asked, I think in um, April I went back and then they, my mom asked, oh, like, have you found a job yet? And like, nope, I'm still like, you know, doing whatever. Um, so she's going to ask, obviously moms would. And then I'm just going to be like, nope. And I'm not going to tell her I'm not going to go back. I don't want to worry her or anything. But I'm gonna be like, nope, I'm still unemployed. 
that's fine. Yeah. Um, no, mom's pretty cool about it. Mom's surprisingly cool about it. I remember there was a distinct um, point in my teenage life where when I was younger, uh, also when uh, my brother and sister, they're older than me, but when us kids were a lot younger, mom was semi kind of tiger mom a little bit, at least in terms of like the discipline and like us not doing certain things. Now she didn't make us like take lots of extracurriculars. Like she doesn't give a shit about that. Uh, but there were like things that we just were not allowed to do. Like when we were really young, uh, we were not allowed to cry if we were out and about uh, in a restaurant. Uh, we're not allowed to run around in a restaurant. We're not allowed to cry in a restaurant. There are times where, like, you know, when you're a kid, sometimes you get upset and you cry or whatever. We're not allowed to cry out loud in a restaurant. We have to sit down. We can be sobbing, but we had to, like, sit and, like, not be, like, loud or m make a bunch of noise if we were to be, like, upset. Uh, out. Mom made sure of that. Um, yeah, and she would get really upset at us if we, like, um, spill things or, like, if things were, like, left dirty and things like that. But I think it was when I was, like, 14 or 15 or something like that that I think I was making a bunch of bagel bites. By the way, bagel bites are awesome. And I remember it was at night, and I made a bunch of bagel bites in the kitchen, and I was going to take them up to my room to eat them because that's what I did. And mom didn't like it, but, like, she, like, didn't prevent me from doing it. I made a bunch of bagel bites. I put them onto a plate. And I was, like, walking from the kitchen through the living room, which was carpet. And, like, I tripped or something. And, like, it all fell. Obviously, all the bagel bites fell upside down onto, like, the light gray carpet. And this is something that mom would usually get, like, very angry at one of us kids for. But for whatever reason, she was, like, chill about it. So there was, like... There's like a particular age or like a particular kind of moments around that age where she just got like a lot more chill. And I think one time I asked her, like, aren't you mad that I like did this or whatever happened? And she's like, I think she's something like, well, you guys are all grown up. Like, I'm not going to yell at you forever. So that really changed our relationship, actually. And obviously now that we're all like full grown kids, like I'm in my 30s, my brother and sister are in their 40s, you know, um, sometimes we nag her now, you know, for example, we nag her about her diet, about her exercise, but she's pre-diabetic. And so one time I went grocery shopping with her when I visited back in Vancouver and she tried to put potato chips into her basket. And I was like, you're not buying potato chips. If you're not going to exercise and you're pre-diabetic, you can't have junk food. Um, go snack on some nuts, almonds, or fruit, fruit or something. It's like, but you can't have junk food. So, yeah, it's weird that role reversal. But like, yeah, she used to be really hard on us, and now she's just like really chill. Even for stuff that like, yeah. So me not having like a regular job, and as far as she's concerned, she thinks I have like no income right now. I, she's too traditional, old school to. I think really have a great concept of like a side hustle. I think she watches the news all the time, so I think she knows about the concept now, but obviously um, she doesn't know any of the side hustles that I do. She just thinks like, I don't have a job. Yeah, so that's fun. The other thing that's kind of fun is whenever I visit my niece and nephew, they don't remember my name. So every time I visit, and then uh, my mom babysits uh, for, my, for my sister, So and it's summer right now, so I know that 
uh, my mom was babysitting my niece and nephew uh, most days uh, during the week when my uh, sister brother-in-law are at work. Uh, whenever I visit and they're there, um, my sister or my mom will uh, ask my niece and nephew, oh, like, uh, uh, what's, uh, what's your uncle's name? And then they'll basically have a blank stare and then they'll look at my mom or my sister who will like whisper the name to them and they'd be like, hello, Uncle Joey. It's like that. It's been like that every time I visit it. And they're not that young anymore. I think they're four and eight, something like that. Shouldn't you be able to remember your uncle's name? They don't have that many uncles, honestly. So like every time I visit, I just made a call to my mom and I heard uh, uh, my niece in the back and then my, uh, my mom put my niece on the phone and then uh, I asked my niece, what's my name? And she had like no response. And then I can hear my mom whispering my name to my niece. And then I yelled on the phone, mom, you, you're giving her my name, aren't you? And then my mom said nothing. So they're, they're cute. Uh, it's kind of fun to uh, have like a niece and nephew to like hang out with uh, for a little bit. That's all the kids my uh, sister is going to have. It's also great for my mom because my mom loves babies. And I think... My sister having the two kids, it's taking the heat off of not just me, but also for my brother. My brother's also single. Um, my mom loves babies and kids so much that after us three uh, had started going to school, when we were all in school, she, I think, um, babysat other people's kids for a while. So this is, I don't know, I don't, this was when I was like, six or seven or something and i started going to school full-time yeah i think she babysat um other people's kids for like a little while she loves kids so much i don't think she'll admit it though uh she doesn't like admitting these types of things yeah but my sister was supposed to have just like the one kid and the second kid was an accident um but i'm so glad that they're like the two kids to keep my mom busy and occupied and something for her to do she complains about babysitting the the two kids all the time but i know she like secretly loves to babysit the kids but like she would never let on that she actually likes it all right the one thing i'm gonna end this oh my god we didn't talk about rupaul's drag race some star season eight um the finale is over um and uh jimble won but like me and david for the finale the only shocker that we had we didn't have any shockers like we were not at all surprised by like the last episode the last episode was the most boring episode like the finale where they just like announced the winners. It was actually the most boring episode. Like I was like dozing off watching that episode because I knew like it all due respect to Candy, like it could have went either way, but like me and David, we kind of both were pretty sure that Jimbo was gonna win and Jimbo did win. So like that was not a surprise for us at all. And then it wasn't a surprise to us that Lala Ree won the uh, fame games because she uh, was top two the previous episode and she was going to get 3x as many points and Jim's going to get 2x so when you get 3x more points than everyone else and no one has that advantage like obviously the odds are very very skewed against you yeah but uh, that's it for me talking about RuPaul's Drag Race some star season 8 since the season is not over in place of that um, the Formula 1 season is really heating up I know there are not that many Formula 1 fans out there but I love to watch Formula 1 and keep up on it so I've been watching that a lot um, but what's also going to keep me uh, a little more occupied is some travel that I've got coming up so like I said I'm going to go to Vancouver uh, next week to visit family and then I have booked to go to Chicago for market days, which I went to uh, a few years 
uh, before, and I really love uh, Chicago and the atmosphere there uh, during market day. So I just booked that. And then I also just recently booked to go on the Atlantis uh, Mediterranean cruise that sails at the end of August into September. It's going to be a 10 day cruise, going to be a longer one. Just booked that as well. So I do have some travel coming up that I'm really excited to go on. I'm excited more than ever about the side hustles that I'm doing. And um, uh, yeah, the, the, the starting my own business, that's a little slower than I thought. The one thing I'm trying to do that I think I'm blocked on is come up with like good names for my products. I want like really fun, kind of memorable cheek and tongue names, but I'm just not the super creative types. I've really been tapping um, David Lamb, for example, to help me come up with some names, but he's like so excellent coming at puns and jokes and kind of funny names and things like that. All right, and with that, we will wrap up another episode of the podcast. We will see you next week. Bye.